hop in and roll with the OG. You are listening to Building Educators with Wood, and I am your host, Rashada Wood, teaching OG. Hey, teacher friends, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Building Educators with Wood. My name is Rashada Wood, and I am a 20-year teaching OG, and I cannot believe it. The years have flown by, and I'm so excited. If you're new around these parts, first of all, welcome. Again, my name is Rashada. This is my 20th year teaching. I taught first grade for seven years. I taught second grade for five years. And this is currently my eighth year with teaching third grade. Now, if you are new around these parts, the first thing I like to do once I introduce myself is I like to get up in your business. And I need to ask you a few questions. Are you taking care of you? Are you making sure that you are putting yourself first? Are you setting boundaries? Are you making sure that the people who are entrusted to you get the best from you? And the only way to do that, we know as teachers, is to set boundaries, is to leave when it's time to leave. That means we give it our all when we are within those four walls of our classroom and we do what we gotta do. We plan, we teach our hearts out, but then when that is over, We go home and we give our best to ourselves and our families. And then we come back to school the next day, ready to pour out into our students. So I really hope that you are taking great care of yourselves. I hope also that your students are well, and I hope their families are well. But more than anything, I hope that you are really taking it serious, that you need to make sure that you are well, because we all know you can't pour from from an empty glass. And so I hope that you are taking the time that you need to fill your glass up. I call myself an OG because I have been around. I have been around for a very long time. I've seen some things. I've been through some things, but I have lived through all the things. And I like to say I am still standing and I am here to tell the teacher's story. And I tell it just like it is, y'all, just like an OG. Now, let's talk about what's been happening. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since the last time we spoke. Now, let me tell you what I've been up to. The OG, y'all, I turned 42. Now, this was back in March. This is how long it's been, y'all, since we spoke. It was back in March. I turned 42. And then I just decided to name this year. This is my Jackie Robinson year. You know, Jackie Robinson was number 42. And, you know, Jackie Robinson, he broke color barriers. And I said, you know what? That's what I'm going to do this year. I'm going to break barriers and I'm going to hit nothing but home runs. Now, I know Jackie Robinson didn't play that position, but let's go with it. I'm going to break barriers. And I'm going to do nothing in my life this year, personal, career-wise, relationally, I'm hitting home runs. Um, What else has been up? Y'all, I have been finishing up my educational leadership certificate. I took the big test. I passed that thing. And then during the summer, I was able to have an opportunity where I got to actually lead summer school. I didn't teach. I actually led a group of teachers and I was there to support them as they supported their students. 
to talk about lesson plans just real quick. I'm just going to insert a little commercial break here. And we all know how lesson plans go. We write them, we spend time on them, but many, many, many times, more often than not, we have to deviate from those plans and we have to do what's best for our students and we have to be flexible. We have to be very cognizant of what's going on in the classroom. And we really just have to kind of ebb and flow with what the culture of our class is and what our class needs. Now, it was my plan to A, do a last hurrah before the 2021-2022 school year ended. I wanted to do like a wrap up and tell you all the lessons that I learned from that school year. And then I wanted to do an episode over the summer. And I wanted to, y'all know, I love to do like a summer school check-in where, you know, I just chit chat about what's been going on. And then we talk about what's coming up for the new year. But y'all, I just could not really stick with that plan. There were some deviations that needed to happen. This whole educational leadership program, it was absolutely amazing. It was so good and I enjoyed every bit of it. And I know that this is really the time and the season for me to step into leadership. Um, but it was it was very taxing. It was great, but it was very taxing. And with the year that we've had with COVID and the things that kind of hit us from left field, y'all, it was a busy year. And it was a year we really didn't expect to be as busy and just saturated with so much stuff. And then on top of that, during the summer, um, like I said, I decided that I would embark on this journey to lead summer school. And so I didn't get to do the summer school pop-up episode. And so I just began to think, you know, I'm going to do exactly what I do in my classroom. I'm going to be flexible. I'm going to give myself some grace. And then I'm going to just pivot and we're going to figure out what to do. And when I really sat down to reflect and to think about, okay, I wanted to do this wrap-up episode where I talked about all the lessons that I learned and I wanted to reflect, but... I really just took a step back and said, what if I just let it rest for a minute? What if I just let 2021 and 2022 just kind of sit on the shelf for a minute? And then what if I come back around to it after I've had my summer to lead and y'all only got like a few weeks of summer vacation for real. And then one of those weeks was gallivanting around in Disney. And I'll tell you about that later. But I really said, what if I just kind of took a step back and instead of diving in right now, you know, once something's done, we as teachers, we love to just sit down right away and we want to figure out what we did right versus what we did wrong. And then we just want to pack it away. We just want to go ahead and be done with it, reflect. Let me pack that away. But I decided that what if I just let it rest and then I thought about it and reflected and I took those lessons from last year into this new school year. So here's the plan for this episode. The plan, now that the last school year is done, it's put away in the books, I've had a chance to think about it. I have had a summer to lead. I have had a summer to really rest and reflect. The plan is to now tell you some lessons that I'm going to take into the new year as well as check in. So let's get this hybrid episode started. Right, 
here's the first lesson. One of the most important things that I learned that I am taking into this year is when you take care of yourself outside of the classroom, then the sky is the limit for you inside of the classroom. Now, like I said, y'all, COVID and all of the things that were an effect of COVID and the pandemic and everything going on, it really kind of hit us. We were looking at some scores that just weren't looking really good. And then it felt like we were really scrambling. It felt like all of the grace and all of the um, parades and the cheering on of teachers that was happening at the beginning, all of that wasn't happening. It felt like administration was kind of putting their thumbs on us to, to make things better. And, you know, we were feeling all along like, well, we did not the best that we could we went above and beyond the best that we could we pretty much figured out how to teach during a pandemic overnight but it felt last year like we were just really trying to be forced back into some kind of normalcy and we were feeling the burn to get caught up and it was like our feet were being held to the fire so it was a different kind of feel but one thing i knew and one thing i realized is i have to set boundaries Y'all, I did not, I did not, hear me well, I did not give hours upon hours upon hours to school last year. And going into this school year, that's exactly the energy I'm going to take into the new year. I left most days when it was quitting time. I didn't stay too long over my allotted time. If I didn't have a meeting or if I didn't have to do a club or if there was not something, y'all, that was really, really pressing, I left school. Also, I took care of myself, and I'm definitely going to continue that this year by taking all of my personal days. Now, I don't know if your system is like a lot of systems where they tell you an allotted number of personal days you can take. And what is so crazy to me is the number of sick days you can take is definitely way more than the small chunk of time that they give you for personal days. But y'all, I took all of my personal days, and I took my sick days when I needed them. I took my birthday off. I took a day off y'all just to hang out at home and get a massage so when I was sick I didn't come when I needed personal time I made sure to take it my son who's 13 started doing something during the the last school year and he's never done it before he started spending the night with my parents on Saturday nights so y'all on Saturday nights that became my time to enjoy my night with my husband I would go off with friends sometimes my husband and I would get in a car with the clothes we had on our backs and we would drive across the state line to South Carolina we'd eat a nice dinner and then we just spend the night in a random hotel and y'all, there were so many getaways that we did like that. There were so many new experiences. I brunched so much during the school year last year with my friends. And then I took Sundays to really rest. I got recharged at church, but I made sure to absolutely take the Sunday that I needed to rest because y'all know how it is. On Sundays, we lose it. We lose Sundays because Monday is looming over our heads. And then anything that we're involved in on Sunday, it's like you can't relax, you can't enjoy it, you can't really be in the moment because you're thinking about, oh my gosh, I got to go to school tomorrow. And oh my goodness, I got to make sure to plan. So I'm saying that I took my weekends and I really made the best use of my weekends. So I know you're wondering, well, how were you able to really unplug during the weekends and get that family time and that time with your husband and your t the time with your friends and yourself? What it meant is I had to really train myself and discipline myself that during my planning, I worked. 
Sometimes I would work through lunch and that was okay with me because I knew that as I was eating and working on stuff and making copies, that meant that I was freeing up time on my weekends. After school, when it was when all of my kids were on buses and in cars and it was time for me to sit there and 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 really finish out my day, then I've grabbed every second that I could, y'all, and I planned. There were days where I would take my stuff and I would go to another room in the building, not my classroom, because if I'm in my classroom, I'm walking around, I'm trying to be in your business, I'm at your door talking to you, I'm walking down the hall doing absolutely nothing, laughing, joking, sending text messages, but what I would do is that there were times where I would take my stuff and I would go to another place in the building and I wouldn't tell anybody where I was. Maybe Rashada's at a meeting. Maybe she, I, we don't know where Rashada is. Well, Rashada is somewhere closing herself off so that she can make sure that she works during this planning. Of course, there were so many plannings where, of course, just like you, we have meetings. But when I had a second to plan and when my planning was, was definitely clear and I didn't have any responsibilities, I tried to to use every second that I could to plan, to grade, to make sure that I was using those minutes wisely. Now, y'all know we don't get a lot of free minutes, but the time that we got, I really made sure to discipline myself. So looking forward into next year, that is exactly what I want to do more of. I want to maximize the time that I'm at school and the free time that I have at school. And I want to make sure that my weekends belong to me. And y'all, I began to notice last year that I started to feel, because I was taking care of myself, I started to feel more prepared because I knew that I was, when I was at school, I was working on school. I was giving everything I had to school. So I felt prepared to teach. I felt energized because when I was taking my weekends to enjoy my time with my family and my friends and myself, I felt energized when I would come back on Mondays. I didn't feel like I had wasted my entire, and I'm not saying it like wait, like planning, lesson planning and grading is a waste of time, but I'm saying I didn't feel like I had wait or maybe waste is not the best word here. I didn't feel like I had given all of my time to school because y'all, we got to have a break. We cannot be at school all week long and then be at school all night long in our homes and then be at school all weekend long. We have to make sure to get that time away and have a clean break. So I made sure of that. I I felt like I was able to strategize more. I felt like I was able to dream more and do the things that they wanted me to do. There were lots of new things that on my team we had to learn and we took it like champs. We had a lot on us last year. There was no way that I was going to be able to do all that if I was stressed out from thinking about school constantly. And y'all, like I said earlier, I wasn't trying to pour from an empty glass. So I want you to think about that for this upcoming school year. How tough is it to leave school on a Friday? You grade and write lesson plans all weekend long. And then sometimes you go over to the school on a Sunday to make copies and get things ready. How in the world can you spend that much time thinking about school and not being with your friends and your families and not making time for yourself and then be there bright and early on Monday morning ready? And ready to teach. Y'all, it just doesn't happen. We have to rest. We have to connect with the people that we love. We have to make time spiritually for the things that we know we need. So 
going into the next school year, I'm definitely going to take those boundaries more seriously. I'm going to take that self-care more seriously. And I'm going to make sure that I do use my moments to plan when it's time to plan. Here's another lesson I learned last year that I am taking into this school year. Research-based is good, but I'm great, baby. I'm great. You know, we spend a lot of our time as teachers being trained on that next best thing that is just proven to bring about all the good results. And y'all hear me well, I'm not knocking those educational big wigs who create stuff. I, I hope to be one of those big wigs one day. I, they're creating great, amazing things. Now, y'all know some of them are making trash and selling these school districts straight trash and telling us things that we've known for years, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but there are some great things out there. I agree. And there are some amazing resources that are research-based and that's good, but I'm great. And it definitely can do the job, but it can't do the job without me. I just don't want you to forget going into this new school year who the real star is in that room. And it is not something that's neatly organized on a shelf in the corner of your room. It's not that TE on your desk. It is you. Many of you have heard me talk about the I'm proud of you journal that I keep. And it's simply just a tiny notebook. And I write one thing that I did that day that made me proud. Now, during the school year, a lot of the stuff that I do daily comes from something I did in my classroom. But I don't ever want you to forget that you are the real star in that classroom. And I don't ever want you to not give yourself the props that you deserve. I know we're seeing this trend that's kind of daunting where, you know, like I said, y'all, when it was the beginning of the pandemic, boy, were they putting capes on us and putting crowns of, of, of jewels on us and just, you know, bowing at our feet. And then it felt like that switch and it felt like that shifted. And I know a lot of times we're not getting the money that we deserve. Well, let, let me let me back up. No time we're getting the money. I don't think anybody is being paid, any teachers being paid the money that they're actually worth. We're definitely not getting the perks and the respect um, and the things like that that we deserve. And I definitely tuned in to see a lot of the teacher appreciation gifts that were um, being given. I, I'm a member of a lot of different Facebook groups. And y'all, there were some things that were happening during teacher appreciation that were absolutely scandalous. I, I don't even know what else, how else to explain it, but it was scandalous. Some of y'all were getting lollipops and erasers. Now, my district did a great job. I definitely feel like this was the best one yet. Um, and there have been some that have been kind of light, but I felt like this one was really thoughtful. But I saw what some of y'all were getting, and I know that it definitely is not parallel with the work that you're putting in. So if you don't recognize you, and if you don't make sure to tell yourself that you're doing a good job and acknowledge it, then sometimes no one else will. Y'all know that we don't get the, the praise that we deserve and the accolades we deserve from students. We don't get it from parents. There are sometimes that admin doesn't notice. So you just got to go ahead and fill your own bucket up. You got to pat yourself on the back and you got to let yourself know, hey, I'm doing a good job. I'm good at this. I was born for this. Y'all, that is not, I don't think that's prideful to say. I don't think if God created you to be a teacher and this is the purpose that he put you here on this earth for, then acknowledging that the work that he's doing through you that and that you're doing for your class and your community, I don't think that 
it's vanity to say, I'm doing a good job at this. I was made for this. So in this next school year coming up, I will still be celebrating my wins. If it's nobody but me celebrating me, I'm good with that. But I'm going to be celebrating and I hope you are too. Okay, here's the next lesson I'm taking into the new year. Y'all, okay, kids are still kids. We've, we know we keep hearing kids are kids. Yep, they are still kids. They want love. They want structure. They want respect. They want to be cared for. That part, that part hasn't changed. But the world that these kids are living in right now has changed drastically. Since I was a third grader, y'all, the world is totally, I would not have recognized the world that my third graders live in as a third grader. And so y'all, we have to adapt. We have to be flexible and we have to learn about their world and how to help them navigate it safely. A lot of times, you know, we stick our heads in the sand and we don't want to acknowledge that our kids are going through these things, even as early as pre-K and kindergarten. But the challenges that our kids are facing they're here. Whether we like it or not, we don't want this world for them. Of course not. But the challenges are here. We wish it were different for them. But y'all, it's not. It is absolutely not. And yeah, it is uncomfortable. Some of the things that we're having to do with kids as young as kindergarten, it's uncomfortable to have to read a book to a kid about racism and explain racism and explain equality and fairness. But that's got to happen. It's needed. It's uncomfortable to have to have talks about social media and what's, you know, appropriate. And sometimes as older people, you know, we can just do this whole blanket statement where we say, you know, social media is the devil and it's just out here to corrupt our kids. And you know what? A lot of what they're seeing and a lot of what's happening on social media is inappropriate. You're right. It is bad. So that's why they need us. That's why they need our help to navigate what's appropriate and how to behave online and how to conduct themselves. And yeah, it, it sucks. A lot of what these kids are going through, I mean, it just plain out sucks. But we got to work on finding solutions for our students and we got to work on making sure that they can find those solutions and get to those solutions themselves. All right, now this next one, I've got to say kind of bluntly. Now, if you are just tuning in and if you're listening for the very first time, one of the perks of being an OG and being 42 is the fact that I got to give some tough love. I got to tell it like it is, but I also got to give some tough love. So I'm going to say this a little bluntly. This is the next lesson I learned. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks, but... I'm working on finding a solution. Now, we have heard about this whole term of toxic positivity. And if you've never heard of that, that's just a notion where we always have to speak so positively and we can't ever really be truthful when something's not right or when something's harmful or when something's bad. You know, when we were going through the pandemic, there were a lot of people saying, well, you shouldn't say that things are bad right now in teaching because at least you're still employed. There are a lot of people out there losing their jobs and who don't have a job and at least you still have one. So you don't need to say anything bad. And y'all, although it was very sad and disheartening that so many people were losing their jobs, it also was a form of gaslighting to tell someone that you cannot speak on your experience because your experience couldn't be that bad. And y'all, we were really having to navigate this whole area of shame because there were things that needed to change in teaching and there were so many things that were wrong 
But if you spoke up about it, then there was like this big cloud hanging over your head. And it was like, you know, oh, well, you must be the complainer. And you just need to take that cloud that's hanging over your head. Don't speak on it. Just look for the silver lining. And y'all, we did that because that's who we are by nature. We are just people who want to see the good in everything. But we were shamed. A lot of teachers were shamed during that time because they were just speaking up and being truthful on the things that needed to change. And they were being told things like, well, maybe this profession isn't even for you. If you can't find the silver lining in this dark, dark, dark cloud about to burst and and thunderstorm all over your head, well, then maybe this isn't for you. And so we quickly learned that that's called toxic positivity and that's not what we want and that's not where we want to be. So I think that as teachers, we should be able to be truthful and say, you know what, this sucks. It isn't right, but here's the tough love. If you speak up on a problem, then it is your right. That's your right to speak up on a problem, but it is also your duty to be ready to share some possible solutions. Because let's be real, if you are just daily walking around your building and getting on social media, pointing out problems, and that's all you do, you are a part of the problem. You are a complainer. And, you know, I know that some of you are thinking, well, any solution that I have and any solution that I share, that they're not even going to consider it. Okay, maybe they won't consider it. But even if they don't, y'all being solution-minded, it really does something for you. It will literally take you out of this whole mindset of devastation. A lot of times when we face problems in education and even in our lives, that is a devastating thing to to look at something and to feel like this is a huge problem and there is nothing I can do to make it better and I'm just seeing it grow and grow and grow, y'all. That is devastating. But if you are solution-minded, then what you do is you put yourself in another position to where you can see the problem from different angles. And then guess what? You can manage certain parts of the problem. You may not be able to fix the whole problem and you may not be able to find a solution for that entire problem. But when you are solution-minded, what you can do is, hey, maybe I can fix this little piece. Maybe my idea about this whole big fix of it got shut down. But guess what I can do? I can go in and I can get this little piece fixed. I can then move on and tweak that little piece. So now you're just, before you know it, you're just moving through this big, massive problem and you're just chipping away and you're giving solutions and you're making change one little thing at a time. Don't you ever discount change. I don't care how big you perceive it to be and I don't care how little. In education, we need it all. So we don't just need the problems. We don't just need to hear how it sucks. It does and it's your right to say that but it is also your duty as an educator to find a solution. So let's take that mindset into the next school year and lean on your teacher friends. I hope that you are in a building where you have relationships with the members of your team. And I hope that there is not only respect, there's not only camaraderie, there's not only good collaboration and good teaching and sharing of ideas, but I hope that you are at a place where you have some good, solid friendships. I'm at a place where not only do I have friends, I have family. And there's absolutely nothing that I wouldn't do for any member of my team because 
I've been in situations where they've taken good care of me. And I know that there's absolutely nothing that they wouldn't do for me. So I really hope that you are at a place where you feel, where you feel supported and where you feel loved. Because going into this next school year, we don't really know what it's going to hold. But if we hold each other up, there's nothing it can throw at us. Teacher friends, something else we got to do. Now, this is another little bit of tough love. We got to shoot straight this year. I know that our voices have been strengthening over the, the years. And I know that there are things that we are saying to parents and things we're saying to admin and things that we're saying to the naysayers. And we're really sticking up for ourselves and we're telling it like it is in a professional way. And I want us to continue to do that. I want us to continue to make sure to look parents directly in their eyes and let them know what's what. I want us to be able to speak up for ourselves in our meetings with admin and let them know what reality is and let them know that I'm a team player and I'll do whatever I can. But this is the reality of the situation. So I think coming into this new school year, it's going to be very important that we shoot straight. We say what we mean. We don't bite our tongues and we make sure not to pull punches because we're scared of the blowback. Now, again, everything has its place professionally and we know how to do that, but we got to start speaking up. And y'all, last but not least, very quickly, there were lots of things that were just out of my control last year as a teacher. Um, I couldn't be at home with the kids. I would love to have been at home with all 15 of my students and made sure that they did homework and made sure that they got to bed on time. But y'all, that's just not feasible. I would have loved to take away the hurt and the pain. Some of them suffered loss and, and lost grandparents and had so much change going on in their lives. Um, and there was nothing as a teacher that I could do about it except for pray about it and just really give my best to my students. So looking forward to the new school year, I'm going to continue that. There are things, y'all, that are so out of our control. And you've heard this, but I'm going to say it again. You just got to control what is in your boat. That is all you can do. You can't you can't do anything else about what's going on at home. You cannot do anything about what's going on personally with a lot of these students. But what we can control are the eight hours a day. And so I think that if we go forward with that mindset and if we pour our all into our students and into our, our lessons, then that's what we can control. And that is what is going to make the difference for this school year coming up. Oh, I promised y'all that I would talk a little bit about After Summer Academy. Well, After Summer Academy, y'all, it was Disney. I went to Disney on the first week of July. It was the July 4th week, the July 4th week. And y'all, I got the whole experience and it was absolutely magical. I took all the pictures. I sweated through every Disney shirt that I, every $30 Disney shirt I went to the gift shop and bought. I sweated through all of them, but I took all the pictures with Minnie. I took all the pictures with Mickey. I did everything. I was a full-blown princess at Magic Kingdom. Now, y'all know I have one son and then my husband. It was just three of us. None of us had ever been to Disney before. It was everybody's first time. Me, it was the most magical thing. Now, the boys, they indulged me definitely on the Magic Kingdom Day. Um, but there were a lot of times that they just indulged me and they just listened to me squeal and they listened to me jump up and down. But y'all, it was the perfect culmination 
to a to a school year that ended on a great note to um, a summer experience of leadership to making sure I wrapped that up in a good clean neat bow passed my test and y'all let me tell you I actually found out the day before we left for Disney I took the test on June 3rd it was a Friday the Friday before we started summer academy this is when I took the test because apparently you can pay all this money for a degree but if you don't pass that test they're not going to add it to your certificate so paid the $200 to take the test and it was three hours that's the time limit that I was allotted y'all it took me two hours and 50 minutes. I used all of my time. I used all of the strategies and the test taking tips that I taught my students before they took our big states to test. And y'all, I worked so hard on it. And it took a month to get my scores back. But the day before we left for Disney, I got the email and I opened it up and y'all, it said that I had passed. And I said, oh, what a perfect end to just a school year and a summer, and y'all, Disney was nothing but a huge celebration. Other than summer school and Disney, I spent a lot of time watching Netflix. Y'all, I got caught up on everything. I'm caught up with my surgeries on Grey's Anatomy. I watched all of the movies. Y'all, I watched the second season of Bridgerton. When I tell you after summer school, I would come home, I would eat, I would take a nap, and then I would wake up and I would binge out on some Netflix. Y'all, I really got it in. I felt so good about my progress because I don't know about you, but sometimes I can tell when I'm stressed because I've got so many different things that I'm starting on Netflix. I'm not finished with this season of Grey's Anatomy, but I'm starting a new movie. Or I got this movie that I'm halfway through, and then all of a sudden, I just decide to start watching something I've already watched. I can tell kind of where I am and how stressed I am by my Netflix patterns. But I decided that since this summer was such a chill, great summer, I was going to tie up all those loose ends. And y'all, I just felt accomplished when I looked at my Netflix list. And, and I know that all the things that are there, I have checked them off. And now I'm just kind of currently giving myself a little break to let a few more things come out. And then I'll start back adding things to that list. And I'll start back watching. Um, but a few of my favorite movies on Netflix, I watched, um, let's see. Oh, what was it called? Persuasion. That was really good. If you haven't seen that one, you definitely want to do that one. That one's really, really good. And like I said, I just tied up a whole lot of loose ends and a whole lot of things that have been lingering, y'all, since last year. Literally lingering since about November or December. Finished all that up, and now I'm ready to rock and roll, and I'm ready to start this new school year and add some things to my Netflix list and do that instead of grading. friend, thank you so much for tuning in to this hybrid episode of the lessons I learned from last year that I'm taking into the next year and my summer school check-in. I hope you have the 
best school year. I am praying for you. I hope that this year is the most beneficial, productive. I hope that it brings you so much joy. I hope you get the most awesome class. Now, I would love to hear what your tips are that you're taking into the new school year. And here's how you can connect with me. You can connect with me on social media, y'all. I am on all the platforms. I am on Facebook at Rashada Rice. I'm on Instagram at Rashada C. Wood. I'm on Twitter at Rashada C. Wood. I have a website, www.rashadawood.com. Of course, I'm TikToking at Rashada Wood. So look me up, connect with me, and let me know what are the lessons that you are taking into the new school year. And one more thing, while you are over on Amazon grabbing things for your brand new classroom so that you can make it such a fun, inviting, awesome space for your students, grab a copy of my latest book, which is called Prayer Plans. Now, Prayer Plans is a journal. It is a devotional journal that we use to pray weekly. We write our lesson plans weekly. We make that a priority. Well, we also need to make it a priority to plan out what we need to pray for ourselves, our families, our students, our, administ- our administrators, our co-workers. We pray over school issues. We pray over it all. So head on over there and grab yourself a copy for the upcoming school year. I've got some things that I want to do with prayer plans this year, so you will want a copy. Teacher friend, I'm excited about this year. I hope you are too, and I hope that it is your best one yet. Until next time, class dismissed.